Welcome to your winning journey podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Lee. I went from feeling guilty eating the foods I love and letting the skill control me to now helping you overcome this. No matter where you are or what you're experiencing, you can always win and I'm going to show you how. It is now your turn to transform your health, mind, and life. So let's do this together. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another podcast episode. Today is going to be a very different episode compared to all of my other ones because I have a very, very special guest. She is one of my private clients. Her name is Melissa. And if you follow me on IG, you probably see me talk about Melissa a few times, but I really want to bring her on this podcast to talk about how you can lose weight setting small goals. And I've thought about how this podcast episode can really help you out because I know when you're first starting to want to lose weight, especially with the new year's coming up, you might have this like ambitious, like really big goal that you really want to achieve for 2022. And sometimes that number might freak you out a little bit. And that is actually what I experienced when I was working with Melissa at the beginning of our program. And what really helped her lose more than 20 pounds through this entire process is setting small goals to make it feel easy and doable. And I think that setting small goals is one of those things where it's not often talked about. And the fact that weight loss can feel easy and doable is not something that feels normal at the beginning. And I really want to share her experience on how she went about that so that you can take that on for you for 2022 and start taking some actions right away because anything that you do today counts and those small steps are going to help you reach your ultimate goal at the end. And so help me welcome Melissa. So thanks for coming, Melissa. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me today. So I want you to tell the listener your journey, like basically before you started the program, where were you at in life and also your journey in general with weight loss? I had been struggling with weight for for as long as I can remember. Before the program, I had been kind of flip-flopping between either starving myself and overeating, just kind of back and forth depending on just how I was feeling about myself. And with my body image, I had like little to no self-esteem and just kind of felt really bad about myself. And I would use food as a reward and as a punishment. And I was just not in a really good place. And which is why I sought out the program and asked for some help from Coach Sam. (laughs) Yeah. And I want you to like, let the listeners know, like, how long have you been trying to do this for like this whole weight loss thing? I want to say like since I was nine or 10, that was when my parents kind of noticing that I was gaining a little bit of weight and kind of had me exercise here and there and do some more work around the house. And that kind of transitioned into me trying different diets like intermittent fasting and all kinds of diet pills that made me feel really awful like it gave me headaches and it 
kind of suppressed my appetite, but not in a healthy way. It didn't felt natural. And it kind of ruined how I could kind of read my own body cues. So I never knew when I was hungry or full, which also kind of affected my relationship with food. And I would try like all kinds of different workouts and try to do it the right way. And I never really understood the importance of finding out a program or a system that would work for me and my own lifestyle. That is something I was struggling with before the program. Yeah. And I still remember what is like our first time meeting or like our first week together, first couple of weeks. I remember like because you were so used to like these diets and like just doing these like shortcuts. I remember when I was like, hey, just eat whatever you want. Like just like you don't have to restrict anything. Don't change your diets. Like I, I just want to see what your eating patterns are. And then you were like almost kind of like freaking out like this is weird. I can eat whatever I want. And it was like that moment where it was like I was telling you to do the opposite of what everybody was telling you to do in terms of oh, like yeah. whatever you were seeing on Google or whatever your parents were telling you. And so like, tell me about like that experience itself, like your first experience with like food and like kind of like unlearning that pattern of, oh, I can actually eat this. Yeah. So I felt a lot of shame around just eating in general and even just showing someone else what I was eating. So that was a very uncomfortable process for me to have to take pictures of my food and track everything because I didn't even want to know what I was eating. It was to the point where I was kind of like hiding food from other people and didn't want anyone else, including myself, to know what I was putting into my body. Like that's how low my relationship with food was. And so when you had me do all of that, I really got to see how much I was eating and understanding the portions that I was kind of setting up for myself. And I realized I wasn't eating a lot. That was really surprising to me that because I was eating probably like two average sized meals a day and maybe like a piece of toast or something in the morning. So I was probably eating around 1400 calories or so. And when you told me that I wasn't eating enough, that was mind blowing to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was, I was always told like as a kid, you're eating too much. Like you need to cut down on everything. And they'd give me like this tiny bowl of rice with everything, like just for dinner. And <laughs> I always felt like I was constantly overeating, even when I wasn't. So being able to see that in pictures and have the evidence for it really just helped my understanding of what I was putting into my body. So that process really opened doors for me. Yeah. And I think it's it's so important that you even brought that up because the weight gain, I think like at first your your mind was like the weight gain happened because I just overeat all the time. But I think because like you were so consumed with like people telling you like you're eating too much or you need to eat less and everything like that, like you would end up like restricting yourself for like the whole entire week. And then, you know, the weekends would come and then you just want to eat like everything because you didn't meet your appetite where it was at. You were just kind of what well, everybody's telling me to eat less. So let me just eat less. But really, maybe during that time, you actually wanted to eat more or your body was 
craving for more, especially during like your period. Right. And so, oh, yeah, <laughs> of course, like it will create these like binge eating habits that wasn't like supporting your goals, which at the end of the day, it really helped you see that I wasn't really overeating all the time. It was just those one time moments throughout like the week that really made a difference in like how your body was looking or how you were actually feeling. What do you think? Oh, yeah, I definitely was a stress eater, boredom eating, and just had just this emotional attachment to food, which is why I like starved myself when I felt awful about myself. And I ate a lot of food for just like rewarding myself for anything. And that just kind of affected a lot of things because it depended on my mood with how I ate. So it was just fluctuating and all over the place that there are some days where I didn't eat enough. And there are some days where I would eat too much and would like binge eat. That makes total sense. So I think something for the listeners to understand is like, you know, when you are gaining weight or maybe you're at this place right now where like you just don't like the way you look because you gained so much weight this year or, you know, for the past few years because of like the pandemic and all of that. Just know that it wasn't it didn't all just come together. It was because of like certain habits that you had in place that you kept repeating over and over. And it might not mean that like you're doing it every single day. It might be like just that one instance throughout the week that kind of created everything for you. And I remember when I was like, telling Melissa this at the beginning of our coaching relationship she was like oh like that makes sense like it's so weird that someone's telling me that I'm not eating a lot and that I should probably eat more and then it was also very surprising for her when I was like hey you're like you know you can have fun outside of like food like you can find that like emotion of like happiness like being proud of yourself and like feeling good about yourself, doing other things instead of just going to food all the time. And I think that like broke your brain because you're like, wait, I can actually like do other things as part of like having fun instead of just like going to food. And I know at the beginning you were like very like, nah, like that's not like, how do I not get attached to food? And then I said that and you kind of sat with it and I think you started rolling with this. So I want to know, like, what was your thought at the time? Because I think that was the beginning of you starting to detach yourself from food emotionally and started like seeing food as just like energy versus like, oh, this is something that makes me feel good. This is something that will cure my like bad feeling and like help me like feel better about myself. Oh, yeah. So when you told me that I should view food as just an energy level, I just had the biggest question mark above my head. And I had no idea what that meant. I just couldn't wrap my head around it because I was like, what about the foods that I liked? And like my favorite foods, how can I not feel like an emotion towards that? And when you kind of explained it a little bit more, I realized that I would use food to cope and kind of as a band-aid for anything that felt bad or when my day wasn't going as well as I wanted it to. And so I had to find other avenues to kind of express those emotions rather than just running to food. Because afterwards, I would feel shame from it. And I didn't want to keep that cycle. I wanted to kind of break out of that. And so you introduced me to kind of start brain dumping and journaling and 
just facing everything that was uncomfortable head on and kind of sitting with my feelings and just flowing through the river of misery and just kind of letting it go through me. And then when I wanted to reward myself, I had found different ways of doing that as well. So that would be like getting my hair done or just having a more relaxing day and doing the things that I enjoy rather than having a huge slice of cake or something to reward myself for the day or if I did something huge in the program. So that really changed my perspective of just rewarding and punishing myself um, depending on my mood. I just kind of found different ways to cope and started to detach that emotional aspect of how I just viewed and treated food, which allowed me to really see that when I was eating clean, quote unquote, clean for a week, and you had me have just more complex carbs, more protein and all of that, I had that more strict diet for a week just so I could see how it felt. And I remember I was craving ramen so bad the week after and I had it without any shame but I realized how it made me feel I felt bloated I felt completely off and I hated how low I was feeling because of it and that's when I could really see and it clicked that maybe I don't want to eat those kinds of foods and it would kind of really show me how the energy aspect and putting that towards different foods rather than happy foods, good foods, bad foods, you know, all those different categories that we tend to attach to foods. Yeah, I think that was like the mind thing that kind of clicked everything for you because I think like in order for you to see food as energy, all it really takes is you to experience it, like really like listening to your body and like go through with it right and so like if you're in this place right now where you're like labeling food as good or bad and you're like I just can't get myself to see like food is just energy for my body like literally experience it like how Melissa you know just like explained to you guys how she was able to do it right like maybe you just decide to eat a little bit better this week and then maybe go back to your old habits next week and maybe you will see that like I really do not like the way that I feel and that was really how I started out believing that food was energy too, because I started seeing like, okay, if I eat like white rice before my workout, like my workout is trash because of the way it's processed compared to like, if I was to eat brown rice. And like, when I say these things and you don't experience it yourself, you're going to think that like, it's kind of cuckoo. Like, what do you mean? Like, food is just food but literally it affects how you feel and I think like when you saw that you were like oh my gosh like this is this is true like if I want to feel better I got to start eating better but not from a place of like I should eat better right or like that I need to eat better it's like I want to eat better and I think that was a shift for you like I want to do this oh yeah that was huge for me everything just kind of fell into place when I realized that I was like this is how you eat better without restricting yourself. Because that was the one thing that I feared out of every program. I was like, I don't want to eat the boring foods 
the dry, bland food that comes with every other diet out there. I would get so sick of it. I probably would rather starve myself than eat that all the time. And so I joined this program because I wanted to be able to have control over the foods that I ate and be able to have the freedom that comes with it. And so when that clicked for me, I was like, wow, that's how you eat better and just, I guess, quote unquote, cleaner without having to restrict or cut anything out of my nutrition plan. And it just blew my mind. Yeah. Yeah, that was amazing. When I saw it, it clicked everything for you. I was like, this is it. This <laughs> is where everything starts kind of falling in together. The puzzle pieces are coming to this full picture. And like, I think that was where like the momentum started like happening. Like the dominoes just started falling down and it just kept getting good. So speaking of that, right, I want you to like tell the audience how much weight were you before the program and then like how much weight you lost because I really want to talk about how you got there with setting small goals to build your confidence along the way because I know at the beginning you weren't very confident in yourself and I think like the fact that like you even set such like a big goal at the time your brain was like let's just set this for the hell of it but who knows what's gonna happen anyways oh yeah so I was I think at my heaviest ever at 215 I had lower back pain. I could barely spend more than like 15 minutes at the mall, just walking around, even just sitting at my desk for work. I would have to lay down or just kind of stretch out just because I hated how uncomfortable I felt all the time. And throughout the program, I was able to lose, what was it, 23 pounds? And I got down to about 192, 193. And my goal at the end of the program was to hit 190, which I hit like the week or two after. (laughs) Oh my gosh. See, I love it. Yeah. And I was just amazed at how I was able to do that when it once felt impossible. Yeah. So let's talk about it. So let's say like, so Melissa had this goal, right? And I think like the thing that worked the best for her was like, we didn't even focus on losing 20 pounds at the very beginning. I just basically said, let's just do it one pound at a time, not in like this, like timely manner of like, it has to be one pound this week kind of thing. But it was like, let's just focus on that as the second thing. But like the main thing that I remember telling you was like, just focus on how you feel. Like, how do you feel with the foods that you're eating? What are you eating? And I think like that really helped you kind of like detach yourself from the number at first because you were just Mm -hmm. like I'm not even gonna worry about the weight loss thing right now I just want to worry about like feeling good and I think we measure like feeling good in so many ways that help you kind of see like okay feeling good doesn't necessarily mean that like I have to feel good about my body and like how it looks in the mirror it's like how do I feel good about like the foods that I'm eating like how is my energy level and I remember you and I were rating it from like one through ten you know like ten meaning like you're very energized one meaning like you just feel like shit right and then I remember we measured that by like your progress like let's take some pictures and like let's take body measurements let's look at all these other things that are beyond the scale right because these are things that counts as you feeling good about yourself too and then I think the fourth thing was the evaluation and just like at every single phase you got to like reflect and see that like oh I've achieved this much 
my clothes fit better. I feel more confident in this certain type of outfit. And you started like talking nicer to yourself. And then you started seeing like, okay, this is actually what I could work on next phase or next week. And you started like kind of just taking it one step at a time that help you see that this is possible. But I think at the beginning, it just started off with like you focusing on how to feel good first before you started looking good. What do you think? Oh, yeah. So I was able to realize that there are more than just numbers when it comes to just measuring my progress and success wins, whatever you want to call it. And being able to just find even like the smallest successes throughout my journey really helped keep me going. And I was able to focus on how I felt with different carbs that I was eating and just the different forms of measurement and just being able to work out three times a week, stretch out four times a week just those things that I was able to do for myself and how all of that together made me feel, I was able to measure how much I was progressing throughout the program and having the different ways to measure my success really kept me motivated to keep going because with every other program that I've tried, If I didn't reach, I want to say like 10 pounds by the end of the week, like losing 10 pounds, I would just quit. It was like not worth it. I was never going to make it. It felt impossible. So being able to find those little, uh, those other forms of measurement, just to see how much you're progressing, even just doing like one more push up, this workout from last week that just really just helped paint that I was able to do this and how easy it was to do the program that is basically being able to have different forms of measurements allows you to see that you are progressing in many other ways rather than just the number on the scale. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's really important. I know you guys are probably like, she's saying everything is important, but like literally everything (laughs) is important because it is like at first when you're in this weight loss thing, like if you start off in this journey, feeling not confident in yourself and like I have been there. So I know that it feels uncomfortable to even like say that you're not confident in yourself and you want to do something for you and you want to lose weight and stuff like that if you're in that place of like having not the best self-esteem, one thing that you can do from what Melissa is saying is like, instead of focusing on the scale or like, you know, how much weight you've lost at the end of the week, like the first step is focusing on what makes you feel good. Like, how can you feel good that week? Just that week. That's it. And it goes back to the four things that I mentioned earlier of how you can measure that. Right. So like maybe your goal for the first week is just to focus on, how you feel and you'll see that at the end of the week if you feel good you're like oh I could do this again and then you start the second week and then you do it again and then you just keep repeating the success over and over and over and then before you know it you start building that confidence of like okay I think right now I'm ready to set like three pounds 
to lose this month. And then like, it becomes this like, okay, now, like I've set that number as three pounds, but I'm not going to be like attached to it if it happens. Cause I'm still going to keep focusing on the feeling good goal, but it starts with like that first, like it starts with like you meeting yourself where you're at with your self-confidence and then slowly like setting numbers afterwards that makes sense. That feels the most easiest to you. And I think like you, Melissa, like I remember we set like three pounds for the month and like you went to like five pounds, like you lost five pounds that month because you weren't even thinking about the number. You weren't even like, you didn't even care about the scale anymore. Like it was a measurement, but you were so focused on just feeling better about yourself that I think was really what helped you kept going versus like, okay, the scale is not moving. The scale is not moving. Like you weren't attached to it. So I want you to kind of explain to the audience, like how do you detach from the scale and how did that help you? Well, I used to be scale crazy. So I, I understand. And it's hard. It's not easy to want to check it all the time and use it as another form of validation for yourself that what you're doing is right. And, you know, you step on there and if the number goes up, you feel awful. And if the number goes down, you feel great and you feel validated that what you're doing is right. But if you are confident in what you're doing, and know that it works for you and you're happy with the foundation that you've built, then the scale is just an afterthought at that point. It doesn't define how well you've been doing because you know how well you've been doing throughout your journey. You've been through it. The scale does not know what you've been through. It doesn't measure any of that. And I also knew that there are so many things that can affect that number. Whether you ate carbs before you went to sleep, whether you drank a lot of water before you went to sleep, and just all kinds of things that could fluctuate the scale. So it's not exactly accurate. So you shouldn't base your validation on it because it's just not that reliable. And I knew that, which helped me so much with just detaching myself from the scale. Because I knew that in every other part of the program, I was doing everything right for me. And I was happy with it. And it felt good. So whether or not the scale was going up or down, it was just a number. It was just a form of measurement for me. But it didn't like validate myself or discredit my progress I didn't let it have that kind of control over me for sure and I know that was something that was really big at the beginning because like you were just so attached to it and I'm like wait 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 like we gotta make sure that you're validating your progress first before you go seek that somewhere else and if you're wondering like how do I get there like how do I make sure that I validate myself first before I like get on the scale goes back to like what Melissa is saying is like finding ways to track your progress outside of that and finding ways to help create more evidence for yourself that you're doing a good job and so she mentioned that she started brain dumping and journaling right like she started like thinking about her wins and accomplishments throughout the week and like usually like in my coaching program like when we have our coaching calls I usually ask like hey what are some wins this week like I I really like 
set that like atmosphere of like share your wins before your challenges kind of thing. And so like maybe that's something that you can start doing with yourself of what did I do well this week before thinking about like what didn't I do well this week, right? Because our brain always want to go to the negative stuff first before the positive stuff. And you have to constantly like keep telling yourself like, okay, I actually did good over here this week and let's celebrate that. And it doesn't have to be like celebrating like you throwing a big party and inviting everybody to come. It could literally just be like, oh, like I'm very proud of myself today. That's it. And you can literally go shopping if you want to, but it doesn't have to be this whole big thing of I have to tell everybody that I did good today and like have it be this whole big thing, like a birthday party or like, you know, those big parties, right? It doesn't have to be like that. It could be as simple as just telling yourself you did a good job. And then another thing that comes to my mind when we're thinking about like, tracking your progress is like focusing on like the facts versus like your assumptions about yourself, which I think was like very helpful for you at the beginning, because you have these assumptions like, oh, it's not working. I don't know if like I'm doing this right. And like, there's just like a lot of like story around like, I don't trust myself that I'm doing this the right way that would work for me. And like, when you're like sucked in and this story that you have for yourself, you can't really focus on like the logical side of your brain of like, hey, what's actually the facts? And when you can create like two columns of like the facts versus the assumptions, you can kind of see like, okay, the facts is like, I did work out three times this week. I went to sleep and I got seven hours of sleep. I'm actually eating three meals a day. I'm actually doing a pretty good job. And then you look at your assumptions, you're like, well, they don't match up. It's fine. That's just how your brain is going to be. It's always going to be negative and you have to train it to be positive which I think was a challenge for you at the very beginning yeah it definitely was one of the hardest things to kind of wrap my head around because before the program I had based my progress on everyone else's program on how they or what they did to lose weight and so going into it I didn't have a baseline for myself I didn't know what I did, like, if I were to do something, if it was going to work for me or not. But what you encouraged me to do was just to try it, just to try different things, like eat complex carbs for a week. And you challenged me to eat more high volume foods for a week and just kind of introducing me and giving me all these tools on my tool belt to kind of try out for myself and create my own baseline and my own foundation. And then once that was established, I was able to basically go off of my own foundation to measure my progress and kind of see where I where I am at that point. And yeah, it definitely was difficult at the beginning just because I didn't know, I felt like I had no idea what I was doing. And I felt like I was doing everything wrong and I was pretty discouraged. But then you kind of opened my eyes up to like, this is your program. You get to determine what is working for you and what is not based on how you feel. And that just blew me away just because like, I was like, wow, I have full control. I'm in the driver's seat right now and I get to do whatever I want with what I think like works for me best. Yeah. And so basically just doing that really helped establish my foundation. And that shows like when you're in this weight loss thing, like you just have to be open-minded. Like you just have to be willing to try things and like 
suck at it and try things and be like, okay, this works or okay, this doesn't work for me. It's fine. You know, it's just kind of like thinking about like, I want you guys to like, just think back when you wanted to lose weight and you're like doing these fat diets. You didn't even know if that diet was going to work, but you tried it anyways. So do the same thing with like the sustainable way of losing weight. Like you're not going to know that it works for you until you try it. But it's almost like the part where where you like feel discouraged every time it doesn't work and then you stop trying. But that's not like where you're going to find what works the best for you. You're going to have to keep doing it over and over and over again until you're like, oh, like this clicks. Like I remember you were like, I don't eat breakfast. And then I was like, well, just eat breakfast and see if you like it. And you're like, oh my gosh, I actually like breakfast. Like now you just eat breakfast. But at first you're like, I'm so used to fasting or I'm so used to like not eating until like what, 2 p.m. or something. Mm-hmm. It's like, I can't, like you can't not have breakfast because you love it so much. It helps you stay energized. Oh yeah. I was stuck in that intermittent fasting, just mindset that like I had to starve myself and then I could eat whatever I wanted. But it was just that restrictive mindset that really kind of just kept me just like closed-minded and so I had to really accept the different things you wanted me to try and it started with eating three meals a day at consistent times (laughs) yeah and then slowly substituting different carbs and incorporating more protein and by that time I was able to I was like willing to try anything you were going to throw at me Because I was just convinced that all these things that you were having me do and try, 90% of it worked and I enjoyed it. And I was able to figure out my own nutrition plan that I was happy with. And then we moved on to like with workouts where I used to do, it was not the circuit style. What is that called? Just when you it do was like, just, um, so Melissa, Melissa was referring to our workout plan that we have for her. So like before she used to like do one exercise at a time and then she went to like circuit training style, which is like you do one exercise and you move up you move to the second one and then you move to the third one and you kind of do it in rotation. Mm-hmm. So just trying different ways of working out and trying different meal plans and all kinds of things like that, it really allowed me to pick and choose the things that I liked. And I could basically curate my own program for myself. And with each evaluation that I was doing, I could pinpoint exactly what was working for me and what wasn't working for me. And I was able to set goals for myself and challenge myself in different ways being able to identify all those things yeah and I think it was something that you were not used to doing so I think at the beginning it was like the first three months of us being in this program together Melissa's like this feels too easy I feel like this is too simple like we need to make things harder and like she was like she was convinced that like it was so easy that she wasn't gonna get to the end goal and I'm like no this is how it's supposed to feel like speaking of that I want you to like tell the listener like how did you make it feel easy for you like for your brain to digest in a sense of like taking it one step at a time and how did you get used to that feeling because I know weight loss has always felt hard so your brain went to like it should always feel hard even if I'm doing what I'm what I like oh yeah I put a lot of pressure on myself to 
just try to get to that end goal, to that 190 pounds. And it just felt so far away. It felt impossible, but it's a matter of perspective. So like imagine you're in front of this big hole in the wall and you're trying to lay bricks down. If you focus on the wall, it's going to feel like it's never ending. That hole is always going to be there. Yeah, I love that. But if you just focus on one brick at a time, if you can just lay one brick a day, it'll be covered up in no time. And that's basically how I viewed it, just taking it one week at a time. So with every single one of our coaching calls, I had set two to three things that I would focus on that week. So it started out with having myself eat three meals a day at consistent times. Then it eventually progressed to having high volume foods only on the days that I would work out. And it progressed to eating high volume foods throughout the week, just five days a week, and then seven days a week. And then I just kept on improving on the things that I was working and doing them more consistently to the point where I was just eating so well and being able to keep up with my workouts and find out exactly what was working for me. And that's how I got to where I was towards the end of the program. And even today, I feel like I'm just on autopilot, just doing everything that works for me now. Like it's my new normal, my new reality. And it just happened because I focused on one thing a week. Yeah, no, that is great. And it got like the way you're explaining it. I I came up with this statement in my head right away. And it's like weight loss is not about doing more. It's actually about getting better at what you're currently doing. And so many times when you're in this weight loss journey, like you are like, okay, I should work out more. I should eat healthier more. And like, you just like put so much like pressure on yourself where you have this like long to do list of like, this is exactly what I need to do to lose weight when really like you haven't even started doing those things yet. So you, so then like you lose the motivation to even do it because it's so much. So like, if you just focus on one thing at a time, one week at a time, like what Melissa is saying, you get better at that one thing and then you can add on another thing on top of it. And then it just becomes kind of like a habit stacking, right? Getting good at one habit and then you add another habit on top of it after you can handle the first one. But a lot of y'all don't want to do that because you're like, I'm going to slow down if I do that. If I just focus on one thing, that means that my progress is going to be slow. And I'm telling you that it's not true because Melissa is an example of that that just because you set small goals doesn't mean that you're going to progress slowly. You're going to actually progress a lot faster and you have to be able to sit in the feelings of uncomfortableness of like when your body and your brain wants to tell you that you need to do more, like you should do more workouts today. You should probably do another set of workout, another set of exercise. And you have to really say like, I've done enough for today and it's okay. And really see it work for you. Because I think, you've probably seen this Melissa is like the nutrition and the workouts is only like a small percentage of your day everything else you do outside of that is actually what creates the weight loss which was 
actually like you focusing on yourself, your relationships with your family and your boyfriend. I, I think that was what created more joy for you to really keep wanting to work on yourself by like having that balance and not having like weight loss control you and be able to enjoy those times with them. Yeah, so it really just helped me a lot being able to focus on the other things beyond the program because I didn't realize at first how much that was affecting me and being able to balance everything and not just focus on like you have to work out today. You really have to take care of yourself mentally and physically and kind of balance everything out. And you have to realize that like some weeks are going to be hard. Some weeks are going to suck. But, you know, the most important thing is that you always get back up and you always keep going. and you have to have reasons outside of just the number on the scale to be able to keep going. And for me, I, on the hardest weeks, I really had to do even the smallest things to create motivation for me. I had to just wake up first thing in the morning, put on my workout clothes. Because I knew if I had that on, I was ready to go whenever I felt like it. And there are times where I would just down some pre-workout. And if I had taken those steps, it would really push me to do my workouts, even on the hardest weeks. And I just had to realize that, you know, this is part of the process. And it's going to be hard some weeks because, you know, it's not always super exciting to work out and to eat brown rice and some chicken. (laughs) Maybe that's all you have, but... You know, it's it's going to be awful and you kind of feel yourself falling back into your old habits. And that did happen to me the one week I took a break, but it was almost I just kind of had like a glimpse of it. I kind of let myself go a little bit just to see what would happen. And I realized that I hated it. I did not like how I used to be. I did not like my old habits because it doesn't align with what I believe in today. And realizing that I was able to bounce back immediately and faster than ever before. And it was crazy for me to see like what I'm actually doing now works and it makes me happy. Even if it's not always exciting, it was just huge for me to realize that You know, you just have to have those other reasons to keep you going. My relationship with my boyfriend changed immensely through this program with my family and how they treat me and how much more I feel myself, just how I view myself and how I treat myself and just who I am today feels completely different. It feels like me like I'm finally here in the flesh and it's amazing yeah I love that so much for you and like (laughs) I've seen it so like it's so amazing and I think like the moral of the story is like expect weight loss to be hard but it doesn't mean it can't be simple 
hard doesn't necessarily mean that it's complicated. I think people need to understand that like just because it's hard doesn't mean that the process has to be complicated. It could be hard, but you can keep things simple, which makes it a lot more doable for you. And I think when you just expect that, like, all right, we're just going to hit a bumpy road sometimes it it doesn't freak you out as much because when I was like telling you this is just part of the process, you're like, oh, really? It is right because like in your brain, you think that like it has to keep going up, 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 up when really it goes up and down, up and down, up and down. And that's Mm -hmm. like when you realize that's how the journey is supposed to be. You're like, oh, I just got to keep going. I just got to keep going. And then before you realize it, you look back and you're like, oh, like, I'm so glad I kept going because it led me here. Like all of those things that I did helped me like build the habits that I did today. And Speaking of that, I just kind of want to wrap back to like what you were saying earlier when you were taking one day at a time and you were saying how you were adding like high volume foods and complex carbs. I just kind of want to break that down so the listeners kind of understand what that mean. So like when she was doing high volume, eating more high volume food, she's mainly talking about like fruits and vegetables, like foods that don't contain very high calories, but you can eat a lot of it. And if you go to the grocery stores and you look at the nutrition facts, they always have like very little calories so if you eat any kind of vegetables they're like what five calories um and then when she's referring to like complex carbs it's just like any type of carbs that is not very fast digesting and you can find this out when you look at the nutrition label and you look at the ingredients if it's if it has more than like five ingredients it's really fast digesting and it's not a complex carb so if you eat them you'll get hungry a lot faster and some example of like complex carbs is just potatoes what is it? Brown rice, whole wheat, anything that's whole grain that hasn't been like processed to the point where like they're stripping all of the nutrients out of it. So if you were kind of a little bit like curious on what those are, I just wanted to explain that example for you. But I think it's important that you even touch on how you focusing on your life and you focusing on just like feeling good is what created self-motivation because I know you and I had that conversation and you were like I don't know sometimes I just feel motivated sometimes I don't feel motivated and I'm like you created the motivation it didn't just like it's not like some magical thing that just like comes to you right and I want you to explain to the listener like how did you create that motivation every single time I used to expect motivation to just come to me (laughs) which is Something that a lot of people kind of think happens and realizing that it doesn't work that way, that you have to create action to have motivation to do stuff that really helped create just or just helped push me along the way. And so basically, I kind of wrote this down here too, actually, in my journal last night. With journaling created self-awareness. And with self-awareness, I was able to understand what motivated me and what worked for me and what actions I could take to push myself. And being able to have that motivation, I created a lot of self-confidence. And when I was confident that I could do certain actions, it created purpose for me and it was just overall just my road to self-love and discovery and be able to find just what I needed to do to keep going and what I needed to basically set myself up 
for success. Even when I was at a low, when I was at a high, I knew what I needed to do for myself. And that came with just journaling and really spending a lot of more time with myself. Yeah, I like it. I like it so much. And it goes back to like, confidence is actually what creates motivation. And it doesn't mean that you have to have 100% confidence. It's like that 1% confidence can create like more action taking, like eating healthier, just getting up and putting your workout clothes on and working out like that can create itself. And so that's why when you feel not confident in yourself and your ability to lose weight, that's actually when you're the most unmotivated. I want you to like, just think about it. Like it's probably true. I felt that way before. And so like, if you think about it, every time you're motivated, you're actually nicer to yourself. You're actually more confident in your decision making, even if it's like something very small, like it makes a big difference. And so when you can create that confidence in yourself by either journaling or writing down your wins or like really seeing like all of the things that you've achieved so far, even if it's not weight loss, like if you're someone who's really good at school or like you're really good at getting like high paying jobs, like that part of your life, you're confident there. If you can do that, you can replicate it anywhere. So just remembering that like weight loss is just like anything else in life where if you if you can do all these other things and you're confident in something in your skill or your ability somewhere, whether it's work or school, you can do it here. And so with that, I want to wrap this podcast up with three biggest lessons that you've learned about yourself along the way, Melissa. And I want you to explain how you think this will help others lose weight because I think it would be really good for them to take away and see that these three things were the big things that you took away from learning about yourself and just being part of the program. So the three biggest lessons I learned, number one was just being able to overcome and have the tools to problem solve even the most, like my most difficult obstacles and being able to face what was like most uncomfortable for me because that was where I had the most growth. And that was where I found to be the most rewarding throughout the program. Number two was just loving myself for where I was. At every step of the way, I had to just meet myself right where I was instead of focusing on where I should be. And so that helped with relieving pressure off myself and creating drama in my head. And it was that statement you told me was, you have to slow down to speed up. And number three is making every win meaningful and recognizing what you're capable of. Because again, when you focus on just one week at a time, you're able to compound your amount of success. Because each month with about four weeks in every month, that's four weeks of you succeeding and continuing that process over and over to when you get to the end of the program, you've had six months of self-discovery and winning and losing and learning from that and being able to grow from that. So that's huge. 
just taking it one baby step at a time. (laughs) I love it so much. And it just brings back to why I call this podcast your winning journey, because you can always win in any situation, whether or not you think you, you can. Like, even if you feel like you're, you're defeated at that moment, you always can win in some sort of way, or you can take that lesson from that and win even bigger next time. And I think that's something that you have to allow yourself to be patient and like be nice to yourself because this is something that's really new to you. If you've never done it before, like if you've never lost weight before and kept it off for good, of course, it's going to feel a little bit uncomfortable and it's going to feel weird because you've never done it before so be patient with yourself you're learning something new and so I appreciate you so much Melissa for joining me today I feel like this story would really resonate with someone and really share and show people that like this is actually what the weight loss journey are about it's not about like just looking skinny and like looking nice and just like starving yourself it's actually about like building a healthier lifestyle from a place of like discovering who you really are. I think that's what it is about. So anything that you want to leave for the listeners? I'm just happy to share my story. And I really hope that my story can reach even just one person out there and resonate with someone. So thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I'm so, so glad. Well, until then, if you guys have any questions, you can always find me on IG at Super L-Y Sam. Or if you are interested in the one-on-one coaching program, you can look in the show notes below and there's more information there. But until then, I will talk to you all next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in on this episode. Now, if you want to lose your first 10 to 20 pounds, eating what you like, no diets, no restriction, and build a consistent and confident lifestyle, my one-on-one coaching program is now open for enrollment. To apply, visit www.superlysamp.com. And from there, we'll book a call to see if you are a great fit. I'm so excited to serve you in this program. But until then, I'll talk to you next week.